0: This is Sad Boy Radio. In me. Hi everybody, welcome back. This is episode two of Sad Boy Radio. I'm Matt, your host. This is my boy, Aragon. Today we're going to be talking about, you know, growing up, uh, ethnic backgrounds and pretty much cultural roots and how that, you know, really identifies with our music interests and the type of music that, you know, my boy Aragon actually likes to create uh so you know let's just hop right into it right growing up there was a lot of uh cultural influence with parents right i mean i don't know for you but for me i had that early morning experience on saturday mornings you know cleaning the house everybody's uh waking up to the salsa music bro so i mean if you want to touch a little bit on that for you what that was kind of like
1: so growing up for me i had a it was a, a lot of different music around me. It wasn't just like the salsa, because for me, I come, I'm come i like really young in my family. So my brother's eight years older than me, my sister's 10 years older than me. And my parents, so my mom was 40 when she had me. So I like, I came late. So I had all the salsa music from my parents, from like my mom, my dad. I had like Hiwato music from fucking Puerto Rico and shit. But then at the same time, I had like the whole hip hop influence from my brother. And he also listened to like alternative and a lot of weird stuff. And, my sister was like, same thing, salsa, but she was also like into the freestyle back in the day, and like just R and B, shit like that. Then also growing up, like, I had cousins listening to pop, so it was like, I just had a lot of fucking different music influences, but definitely like the the salsa was like the main one, like that Saturday morning cleaning, you got the radio going, it's fucking so it's ten o'clock in the morning, I hear Hector Lavoe on the back, and you hear my mom fucking washing dishes and shit. And
0: Uh, The minute you heard that music, bro, you knew damn well you were about to start doing some cleaning for the day. You know, all that music really has impacted at least me in a different way because that was, like, straight what my parents would listen to. And then, you know, rock music. So, like, Guns N' Roses, what else, Metallica, all that different type of rock music. And it wasn't ever really my... Favorite, my favorite type of music was really what you'd kind of hear on the radio back then, which was Chris Brown, Usher, all that R and B music. Um, I didn't really get to explore that side of music until I was a little older, and my cousin would show me it. So that's when I got into Usher, uh, Confessions, You Got It Bad, man. Uh, those are straight bangers, and that's hey, man, pleasure. that that's that's where the sad boy music started um definitely listening to all that type of music just put me in a mindset where um you know it's a real shit that you're talking about your feelings with right um i know you got a couple projects where that actually is your main focus
1: uh your first project right yeah so i actually i have a project i dropped like two years ago now called what it feel like and that man like for me that music it was just like a pretty much just venting and just getting shit off of my chest, just fucking writing shit out. And just putting it out there, just like, because I had always been doing music for a while, but that was just like, fuck it, I'm gonna just do it right now. And then I started seeing that like certain songs would resonate with people and certain songs will like spark conversations with people I've known for years, but never talked to in a certain way, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's just like, yeah, it's just certain songs. That it encapsulates a moment. It just encapsulates and it sparks the conversation. And then from there, it's like, I don't know, you feel you get growth from it, you know? For sure, yeah. like you do you remember, like the first song that resonated with you in your life.
0: The first song, man, um, nah, bro. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you the first song that resonated with me, like that. I truly felt like, damn, this is this song speaks to me. I don't think I really thought too deep into the music like that until I was a little older, probably high school, um, and that's when I started listening to a lot of Spanish music. But I don't even, you know understand it completely yeah. I, you know i understand most of it so uh you know sometimes you gotta do that little google search yeah, uh, no, completely understand <laughs> and uh being able to understand what artists are saying such as uh prince royce romeo santos i'm a big fan of uh machata because of the concepts that they do cover which is um kind of lost love really uh losing somebody that was significant to you uh mainly romantic but they do cover other aspects of it
1: um what about for you man the the first song that like resonated with me for real was and again i had the benefit of having some older siblings and shit, so they were putting me on some music that was way beyond my years but it was dmx i don't don't know if y'all ever heard flesh of my flesh blood of my blood one of his albums he dropped but there's a song called ready to meet him at the end and he's literally like having a conversation with God. And I don't know why, like bro, I was seven, I just got into my sister's fucking whip. My brother put that shit on and it was just like, damn, what the, f-? he's talking to God. Cause at that time I was just going to like church my family and shit. For real. But I was like, whoa, like he's really like having a conversation, but like to God but with himself. And for some reason that like resonated with me. And at the time my parents didn't want us listening to hip hop and shit. They thought it was all bad and shit, you know, took a yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I was actually like at seven years old like arguing with my dad like are you listening to what he's saying like he's talking to god like you know what i mean like little shit like that yeah. and it's funny but then like also just having that salsa aspect to it like like cultural it's i was using spanish music back in the day to learn spanish like i would listen to it and ask my parents like what it meant and then it didn't resonate with me until i was older and was able to like really understand the emotion behind it that these people were saying putting into it like you listen to Hector you listen to some of these guys and there are like Santa Rosa and they're rapping in Spanish over at Salsa B. And coincidentally, I never put this together until recently, but like, salsa was invented in New York in the 70s. And what else was also invented in New York in the 70s? Like, hip hop. So, I don't know. For me, that, that kind of played into like the whole blend of music that I kind of do now with the Spanglish.
0: For real. Uh, and that Spanglish album, man, that was, that's a banger, bro. Thank you uh, You actually got a little bit of recognition for that one, right? Yeah, a little
1: bit. I got a couple. I got a couple views. Uh, yeah, Fat Joe actually um, recognized that he put uh, one of the songs on his playlist. that he put out for independent artists. So um, yeah, people people resonated with it. I feel like I'm a. It's a summer vibe, so I'm gonna try to keep coming back with the Spanglish for the summer. But I definitely got some more conscious rap Wait, on the way.
0: Let's hear alter ego, bro. You got to start an alter ego right <laughs> there, bro. Your little slim.
1: Alter <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. I mean, people are fucking with it as long as people are fucking with it. I and mean, as long as you feel something, that's the that's the thing. Like I'm saying, like I want, I love music that resonates. You know what I mean? So
0: facts, facts. Yeah. So I mean, for you, you know, let's talk about a little bit of that religious root for you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned going to church with your family. How big was that for you growing up?
1: Um, to be honest, man, it was routine. Like <laughs> we'd go. I mean, I was raised Catholic, so like we'd we'd go Sunday for an hour, come back home. Then eventually got to that age where I just had to go to like catechism and shit and like to do, because you got to do like communion, confirmation, all that stuff. And you know, it was kind of just going with the motions until I kind of got like older. You know what I mean? Because, I don't know, I felt like, not to get religious, shit, but I knew God, but it wasn't like how I know God now, because like, it's kind of like a song. You know what I mean? Like, you'll hear a song when you're younger, you'll learn the lyrics, you know, but It won't hit you till you're older and you have an experience or something like that. And then it's like, damn, this song's hidden right now. Like, that's how church was for me. But as far as now, like, I stopped going to, like, church. I'm more so, like, spiritual, but I believe in God and shit. Read the Bible and have a personal connection with him. So I kind of speak about that in my music, too. For sure.
0: And, you know, personally, even for me, uh, I was raised to believe that, you know, that you don't need to go to a specific place to worship. You know, uh, God is with you all the time. So right. definitely uh, keeping that in mind and everybody's, you know, religious experience is different. Everybody's life is different. So it's interesting to see how somebody's roots have impacts them so much. Right. right. Because for you, you grew up in a religious household that uh, I I don't know if they pushed it on you or, you know, if it was just natural for you. But obviously it still holds a special place in your heart um for me they just told me hey god's real um you know he he's with you all the time and i still i still keep that in my heart i still believe that no matter what right Uh, moving away from you know religion you know let's really talk about the music church music you know Mm -hmm. have you seen that influence you in any way
1: Nah, nah i mean yes yes and no as far as like the music that i make um like I wouldn't, I don't, I don't consider my music church music. I would kind of reference like the DMX because the church music it's uplifting um, and it's like real spiritual in the moment and stuff. But I feel like it doesn't give you the full conversation at times. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I kind of feel like I, uh, the balance of both I kind of sh- like not to talk just completely about myself, but like the balance of both. It kind of it's a it's a conversation. Like like you said, God is with you all the time. So it's like you gotta talk to him like that's your boy. The same way I'm talking to you right now. The same way. I'm like that's I'm you know what I mean? Like come on, God, what the fuck? Like <laughs> and you can say that. Like I'm sorry, some people might find it blasphemous, but if you if you know your relationship with him, like you should talk to him like that's your boy. Like, what the fuck, man? Like I done been through some shit. Like what's going on right now? What am I supposed to be learning? But at the end of the day, you know you gotta take ownership for your own shit. Mm-hmm. can't solve the problems for you
0: yeah and you know nothing's going to be put in your way that you can't really handle you know uh there's definitely a lot of shit that will happen to you throughout life no matter what and you know at the end of the day you're just going to get through it you got to keep pushing through it exactly and, you know
1: you're in a certain place for a certain reason a certain experience is meant to build you if it's a hard experience it's like you should ask yourself what am i supposed to be learning right now why is life throwing me this curveball If it's the same thing again, what the fuck did I do wrong to fucking be here? So at the end of the day, as long as you're accountable, you just keep pushing, don't give up.
0: For real, for real. So, you know, really the thing that's so crazy about it is there's so many artists that go through so many different experiences. Mm. You know, uh, one that I can think of off the top of my head, Eminem, Uh, you know, he's gone through so much with addiction, uh, the way he was raised, his background, and the way it just impacts him, right? Another artist I can think of is Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran came to America with nothing at 16, was sleeping on people's couches, hopping from couch to couch, just making music, doing what he loved, right? Yeah. And it's crazy to think that a love and passion for music can grow into something so much bigger just because of the way you know, you're know you raised, kind of. You know, Your parents instill in you so many characteristics, so many qualities that uh develop into something of their own really um you know for me my parents just told me you know work hard go to school and do whatever you want uh you know what what was that like for you
1: yeah same deal same deal man and it's weird because it's like my brother and sister I feel like they were older than me so like they had a different life than me I would say like they were they were raised in like you know humble part. Like, I I mean, I was raised in Hermosa, too, so it was kind of, I mean, not far right there. But, like, my parents weren't in the positions that they were, you know what I mean? So they definitely had, like, a harder life. But we all got the same talks, we all got the same motivation, but, you know, crowds and environment play into everything. But for me, like, I just, I, I learned from their mistakes a lot. I felt like since being the youngest one there, I was, like, just watching and seeing shit. And I learned how to move, you know what I mean? So it's like... Just doing good in school was easy, you know what I mean. And my parents were like, yeah, just keep pushing, just grow, go to college, get a good job, you know what I mean. And that was, that, was basically the the push. And then, you know, you do all that, and it's like, all right, what else? Yeah, they gave you the blueprint essentially. Yeah, and I could definitely see
0: that, um, you know, growing growing up kind of different from your siblings, right? Mm-hmm. Because, I have my brother, and then I have my two sisters. My youngest sister is about. 13 years old and it's not like a huge age gap but definitely the type of attention you're receiving from your parents what your parents are doing at that time my mom stayed home and took care of me and my two other siblings for like 15 years went back to school I mean she went back to work when my youngest sister was probably in kindergarten so you know I grew up with my mom at home for her she just kind of was going to school and saw my mom when she got home, and it was, my mom had that added stress, so you know how that can be, right?
1: But even bring like, like even bring that back to music, like the whole bringing the music and shit. It's like I was never really like alone, as because I always had music. You know what I mean? Like I can't catch myself in my kitchen, like listening to like random CDs, like fucking Mark Anthony, fucking sitting here listening to rappers, like you said, Eminem, fucking Fat Joe, fucking Big Pun, all these older guys, because like the shit that my my family was listening to. But, and then later on you like, you kind of relate to that shit, you know what I mean?
0: It really does kind of, you know, relate because there's so many people that do grow up, you know, not necessarily with a big family presence. Uh, Not saying that was the case, but, you know, some people only have music to rely on. Um, They only have art, any type of art, you know, whether it be drawing, painting, um, photography. A lot of people kind of drown themselves in that. That way they can, you know, I don't necessarily think it's to get good at first. I don't think anybody really focuses on, man, I'm gonna get really good at this and I'm gonna do this, this and that, like from the beginning. It kind of starts off as, you know, just a passion, something that you really love to do. And, you know, your work just keeps getting better and better and people tell you, hey, you should do that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's all a process. It's all it's all about working up the courage to take that first step. Like, like you're saying, you're never gonna be good at anything. But how do you learn from something? Like, how do you learn without doing it? You know what I mean? From other people's experiences, from having conversations, from reading books. Okay, cool. You could get some knowledge of it, I guess. But in the depths of it, like, how do you actually do it? You gotta just fucking do it. You know what yeah. I mean? And you grow from there. You get people's feedback. and You see what you like about it. You see what they like about it, or whatever the fucking keep building from there you know
0: you got to experience something for yourself before you exactly. can really 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 make a, your own opinion to be honest and that really goes with music too because there's so many people that will say hey you know uh punk music's and R&B music's wag uh rap music is wag but this, you know there's always going to be a middle ground um uh, you know something that you know, you can listen to it with one person that you can't listen to with someone else, but when you're all together, you kind of just listen to the same thing. That's kind of like rap for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, when your friends hop in the car, you mainly play, I would say rap for the most part. Uh, I play a lot of Spanish music though. Cause you know. I play
1: whatever the fuck's on my shuffle. My, my iPod's <laughs> random as hell. Or my iPod, my fucking, my iPhone's random as hell. Uh,
0: bro, for me, the first like real, Spanish music I started listening to myself was extreme bro extreme really brought out like that bachata that bachata side uh, te extraño that straight banger bro straight banger um and then you know I started exploring more into aventura and man aventura Romeo Santos that man really has evolved with his music for me
1: that's Man, it's hard to say like what really got me into like listening to myself, cause like it was just, I felt like it was just all around me. I knew songs, I was singing songs from when I was younger and shit, so I like always knew them. But like the shit that started hitting was like all the salsa, you know what I mean? Like Gilberto Santa Rosa, fucking Hector Lavoe, obviously Mark Anthony, like just little shit. You start listening, it's like damn, these guys are just they're going, you know what I mean? It's a vibe and I start dancing. I was doing. I was like in a dance group back in the day too. So it was nah, a bunch yeah, of salsa. Yeah. You, were, you were
0: you were breakdancing or
1: what? Nah, I was in a salsa group, salsa and hip hop. Yeah. Both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey,
0: most uh, most hip hop dancers start out as breakdancers, bro. There's a lot of people that started out there,
1: but <laughs> it's all in the artistry, you know, music it all relates cuz it's like I mean, I DJ'd a little bit. I was like I tried to play with beats a little bit. Like I used to play the trumpet back in the day, so it's like it all kind of relates to it. The funniest thing about music is that it takes you to like a specific place. Like a song could come on and you like remember a certain night or a fucking you know what I mean like a hook that'll just come on and it's just like oh shit I remember I was at this party with this person blah blah. I wonder how they're doing. Yeah man, it's it's honestly crazy to think that music
0: really does create a memory. No matter where you were, uh, no matter what time it was, the first time you listen to a song, uh, it's just kind of ingrained in you from that moment on uh and that memory can always be replaced by another one based on you know the type of experience you had uh maybe it was someone you were with uh maybe it was an event but really it's a, when you have a specific song tied to a specific person man those hit <laughs> oh, yeah. going back to the topic right uh going back to growing up and how the way you're raised really does impact your music, right? I mean, you kind of touched on that, you know, religious background, your family, how they impacted you. Um, so, really, that's how you got into rap. Uh, what made you want to translate that into Spanish, kind of?
1: A lot of different things. I just wanted one thing, I just wanted to try something new. But also, I mean, like I said, like, Spanish music is ingrained in me, like, growing up with all that shit. So, it was just. I wanted to give something to my family that they could listen to. Like my parents, they, they rock my music. Like there's certain songs that like, they know certain words to, or whatever. But they don't really under get like get the message that I be putting out there. Or, like really understand, you know I mean? They just know it sounds good and they you not know, give me credit for it. So I just wanted to give something to, to them, my aunts and uncles, to be like, oh, okay, aquí vamos, okay, you know what I mean? <laughs> something to them to jam to. That was mainly it. And and um, should just it was some hot for the summer so.
0: Is there, like, one specific Spanish song that you could point out and say, man, that really hits home?
1: Yeah, um, I would say, I don't want to talk about how it hits home, but, like, um, Perdoname by Hiberto Santa Rosa, and, like, specifically the live version where he performs at Carnegie Hall.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, that, it's like a seven and a half minute song, but it's only seven and a half minutes because he goes off, at the end just freestyling like it's not a part of the original song and the shit that he's saying like everything just comes down and just a clave like a hand clap and he's just going going and flowing and it's just like damn this just raw and you hear the shit he's saying he's talking about like it's easier to ask that you know it's easier to ask for, uh, forgiveness than it is to ask permission so he's like he's saying I'm sorry perdoname and it's I feel like everybody could kind of relate to it so there's a lot of instances where I like I could kind of uh, I related to the song and it was just I found myself jamming out and it's just like damn like I'm about to do this. And also El Cantante too. Like if you listen to El Cantante from Hector Level. Yeah. Like, you know, just living the life, going through the motions, just trying to put out, you know, learn from my from my, my uh fruits of my labor. Like I'm gonna just show you the fruits of my labor. I can't show you the long nights, like little shit like that. His perspective. It was just it was very it's very personable music, you know.
0: Yeah. And you use that song, bro. Yeah, yeah. I sampled it. <laughs> that was that,
1: that, that sh- shit
0: was that shit was raw. Yeah. But you're right with that, man. Uh, there's so many things that you're going to go through in life that uh, whether they're good or bad. Um, yeah, asking for forgiveness definitely is easier for ask- than asking for permission. In any instance. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, man, my bad. And and man, you, you really do look back sometimes and think, uh, I don't know, I guess in specific instances you can say, damn. I was an asshole back then or i was an asshole in that moment it's kind of like you wish you could go back but at the end of the day those are moments that really make you who you are of course um and all these little moments that do shape you you know whether they're with friends uh you know uh, somebody that you just once knew uh it's crazy how much of an
1: impact it can really have on you oh yeah definitely like for me i like i i write a lot about like my friends i like my not about them, but just certain instances, certain conversations that we've touched on that linger with me and it's like those topics, I just know will resonate, you know what I mean?
0: You got any examples for us?
1: Like one is like a conversation to like one person, but it was, I feel like it's meant for a lot of people. And it's just like, I tell them be the change you seek, hone your power through the hour, take pride and live in it meek, inherit the earth, inherently worth more than you'll ever see. Now nah, said the world is mine, so everything I see is me. Everything is everything, miseducation, but it's free. Common sense like Lennon, I'm sitting here trying to let it be. Product of where I'm at, always at, right where I need to be. Correlation of time and thought, about to set my spirit free. And it's like, for me, it's just like, man, be the change you seek. I feel like there's a lot of people that will be stuck. I'm complaining about a situation or complaining about certain circumstances or certain things, and it's like... Be the change, you be the one to do something different. If you don't go that far, you'll spark the change for the people that are coming behind you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just go, let that shit linger and like, you know what I mean? Just just go with it. And it's, but at the end of the day, you are always a product of your environment. So you have to spend that time and thought to put all this shit together in order to grow from it. Cause if you don't, that's the whole thing where it's like, you don't know where you're, you don't know where you're going if you don't know where you're coming from, you know what I mean? And nice. that, that's real in so many instances. It's like not necessarily knowing history or knowing like, you I mean like your fam like it's more like your family background how you're in specific environment.
0: And you gotta surround yourself with people that are good for you. You know you are the company you keep in a sense, and surrounding yourself with people who have the same goals as you, who support everything that you're gonna do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it, there's criticism, as long as it's constructive criticism and they're not telling you, "Hey man, just give up." Like. You know, uh cut what you're doing because it's not working out for you. At the end of the day, it's something that is important to you, right? and you need people who are gonna consistently say, "Hey, I got you man i'll I'll post this for you yeah, and I'll- so many people will say that they're too busy um, but I don't necessarily believe that, right? Because you're never too busy for the people that matter in your life. Uh, you may not have the time to always do something for them. You may not have the time to, you know, see them that day, but you're going to go out of your way and say, Hey, you know, I can't do it today. I'm going to see you this day or we can do something this week, right? Mm-hmm. Because those are the people that are important to you. You make time for anything that's important for to you to work. You make time for, and you might not like work, but it's important. Uh, you make time to go see your girl, uh, you know, that's important to you. So, making time for your friends is equally as important. Uh, someone else had told me, you know, you guys don't like to hang out with me anymore. Uh, you know, you're not always, you're not gonna be the same person and sometimes you need to force yourself to grow, you need to separate yourself and if that means being lonely, um, you know, you got to be lonely. You got to cut off the people that are just going to drag you down. And eventually, they'll either catch up or, you know, it's peace out.
1: Yeah, that's true. And it's like one one quote that always resonates with me. Is like I, can, I don't even know where I heard it. I don't want to take credit for it. But it's like, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And it's like, yeah, you don't always, uh, like, yo, if you're not learning from your friends, if you're not growing from each other, because not necessarily the support system for you also, it's like you do need to make sure that you're around people that you're learning from. Like Even if you have nothing to contribute to the conversation, we don't all have the same circumstances, we can't all talk about the same moves we're making, but damn it, if you ain't got shit to say, you better make sure your ears open and have some people around you that are saying some some good shit, you know what I mean? Let me hear what moves you're making, let me learn, you know what I mean? And it's like, some people will be self deprecative about it and be like, oh, I'm lonely and cut themselves off and be like, damn, I ain't got nothing to contribute and feel bad, but it's like, you gotta take that moment to be like, "Nah, okay, cool, I gotta grow, I gotta be motivated so it's i don't know people are different though yeah i mean
0: everybody gets lost in the shuffle once in a while right mm-hmm. and i recently had a conversation with my friend where you know every everybody feels lost um you know maybe the extent is different maybe somebody is really down and they don't know where to go but not everybody has life figured out they don't know what their next move is 100 percent of the time because life just comes at you fast um you know, uh, it's totally unexpected. I can definitely say this year, 100%, a lot of unexpected things have happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's for the good and the bad, right? Because there's so much in life. I, I believe that it evens out, right? There's uh, so much good that can happen and so much bad that can happen. And a lot of people will take the bad and just let it weigh them down. But, you know, you got to think about the good things that are
1: going on. Man, nah, it's true. Yeah. And it's like, life. life's a game, man. Like, I picture, I said this in one of my songs, I, I didn't release it, but it was just like, I picture life like a game of spades, you know what I mean, with God as my partner. You know what I mean? I don't know who I'm up against. I don't know what cards they got in their hand. You know what I mean? I'm just hoping that he cuts when I need them. Yeah. I'ma play my best hand, I'ma see what cards are dealt, like, and I'ma do me, you know what I mean? And that's how you gotta do it. You gotta keep playing the fucking, the game. Take what books you can, just don't read Nick. If you need to renege, you lose books. You lose good days. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's definitely a really good way to look at it. And hey, I just got to keep on pushing and not let anything bring you down in a sense. But man, I really appreciate you coming on today, man. Uh, that's going to be it for Sad Boy Radio, episode two. If you like this video, go ahead and like, comment, and subscribe, and check out my boy Aragon's
1: tracks follow me at aragon 121 on instagram some uh. yeah, 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 yeah. uh.
0: this is Sadway radio